1: This episode of the Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. You guys know that we have partnered with Cog Hill uh, this year to tell the stories of public golf as it happens on their course. And I go there very often. You guys hear me talk about them all the time. They've got a lot of great things going on, including a completely renovated driving range and practice area that includes a bar and a food truck. I mean, what else could you possibly want? Oh, and by the way, they have Top Tracer as well. That is in addition to to four fantastic golf courses that you should go check out if you are in the Chicago land area or if you're visiting. Go out there, you might see me out there. Of course, we are also brought to you by our friends over at worldwidegolfshops.com. You know them as one of the largest online retailers for all your golf needs. They've got equipment, they've got accessories, apparel, training aids, every single thing that you could possibly need to keep you in the game and improve your game. So go out to worldwidegolfshops.com today. Last but not least, we are always brought to you by our friends over at Cleveland, Strixon, Zegzio, and Asics Golf. I've been playing their equipment for the last few years. Uh, Played pretty darn well, actually, the other day. I got it figured out, I think, but I don't want to jinx anything. Shout out to uh, Jeff M. Snyder over at Coghill Golf and Country Club. He helped me out, and I'm using this great equipment, better than I have all season. So go out to Cleveland, Strixon, Zegzio, and Asics Golf, and take a look around what they have. I think you're going to like what you see. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. Welcome back to the show, folks. This is the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me all over social media at GolfUnfiltered. You can send me an email, Adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. We are powered by our friends and our collective of SecondCityGolf.com. You know that is the collective that I have formed. Uh, With my buddies over at uh, Driving Range Heroes, uh, Bill Bush specifically, and Chris McEwen. He is the host of the Golf Origin Stories podcast. And both of those guys co host That Range Life, a show sometimes about golf, which appears on Chris's YouTube channel. So go out and check that out as well. I actually did a quick uh, guest appearance on That Range Life as Bill was taking a little time off, much needed time off. So. Today, we have an interesting uh, little interview with you. We bring on Mr. Andrew Treadway. He is the co-founder of Putt View Books. They are a green reading book and yardage book uh, company. They, uh, Andrew actually reached out to me uh, via Twitter uh, to talk a little bit about the recent decision by the PGA Tour players uh, to potentially ban green reading books Uh, at their tournaments. So uh, just to give you a little bit further context, at least at the time of this recording, uh, this whole thing happened probably two weeks ago by now, uh, maybe a little less. And essentially the tours player advisory council voted to outlaw the books at a meeting recently. And this is per golf week, a article uh, by Eamon Lynch. And the next step from here, as I understand it is that it now goes to the full board of the PGA tour. Uh, I should say that the tour, uh, the Tour's Player Advisory Council consists of 16 players, and they overwhelmingly, quote-unquote, voted to uh, ban green reading books. So I admittedly am not sure where I fall on this whole thing. Uh, personally, having used green reading books uh, in my own play, and certainly I am not to the caliber of those guys on Tour by any means, um, I don't really think they help my game all of that much, they certainly provide a little bit more information than I otherwise would have had, um, especially in the yardage book, green reading book, heat map combo, which is something that put View Books offers as well. Um, but certainly, the PGA Tour players, they and or any tour player, they they do this for a living, and so they're probably going to f- see and try to find anything they can to give them an advantage within the rules. Um, And I know that there's a lot of stories of those who perhaps do things outside the rules as well. And so this is an interesting turn of events because I think as we discuss in the interview today with Andrew, uh, there's only a couple names that come to mind immediately when we talk about those who perhaps use these books excessively. Uh, I should also mention that there are many players that do use these books and there are many players who don't. John Rahm, the most recent uh, winner of the U.S. Open at the time of this recording, uh, to the best of my knowledge, wasn't using a green reading book when he uh, won his first major. So a lot of different opinions on this. And certainly, as we know, in Golf Twitter, they are not shy to share those opinions. So in today's interview, Andrew and I go back and forth a little bit about his stance on the entire uh, element, not only from the co-founder of a, a company that sells these books, but also a fan of the game. And I also offer my take in there as well. So I think you'll really enjoy this conversation and get involved in the conversation as well. You could send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com, or you can send me a note on social media at golfunfiltered. Until then, sit back and relax. And I hope you enjoy this conversation with Andrew Treadway. All right. Welcome back, everyone, in YouTube land, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel. And hello to all of you listening on the podcast. Uh, we are here with Mr. Andrew Dreadway. He is a co-founder of Putt View Books. It is a uh, fantastic green reading book um, product uh, company that uh, I'm sure many of you have heard about. Andrew, it's so nice for you to uh, come on the show today.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. You know, and I know that uh, part of the reason why uh, you're on today is you had actually reached out uh, following the news, the hot topic that I'm sure a lot of our listeners are aware of, of the PGA Tours uh, vote, I guess, to ban green reading books, um, in which they are still going to be working out the logistics of that, if that is going to happen or not. But uh, I know we're going to talk a lot about green reading books in general, about uh, the books that you all offer. But uh, before we get into any of that, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about PuttView and how you got involved?
0: Yeah, so uh, PuttView is actually a German company. They make an indoor um, augmented reality system that shines lights down on indoor greens um, to show putt paths and how putts break. Um, And so it's very popular with um, training studios and colleges and uh, I got to know those guys a couple years ago and we started talking about a, a book situation and they had already been basically doing this with their, with their indoor space. And, uh, and so they, they very quickly created a book and, uh, and so we launched it in the middle of a pandemic, if you can believe that. <laughs> and, uh, and, here we are. We've uh, we've made about 5000 courses in the past year. Um we launched this website and it's uh, it's been growing every month and it's been amazing.
1: Great, great. Yeah, and the website uh, that you mentioned is puttviewbooks.com listeners if you want to mm-hmm. go out there and take a look at it. And so um launching this company it within the last year and a half, you had mentioned it was uh you know during the the pandemic. And then, fast forward to just a week ago at the time of this recording, we get the news of what's going on in the p g a tour When you first heard that come through, what was your initial reaction regarding green reading books?
0: Yeah, you know it was uh it's something i've kind of been through before uh back in two thousand and eighteen the u s g a went into this whole long study in in trying to get rid of green green reading books. And I actually met with Thomas Pagel uh, from the USGA, and they basically had a philosophy at the time. It was, we want to get rid of these books, but we're really not sure what to do. And so I kind of outlined the the intricacies of creating a rule and how difficult it is, because it's it's fine to have this philosophy, but then what? what can you put in a yardage book? What can you put on a piece of paper? Mm. Um, but back then, I mean, you could roll out a giant scroll on the green and, you know, blueprints or whatever you wanted and figure out where you were and where the hole was and, and, you know, and go from there. And so Mm. when we met, we, we talked about limiting the size of the book and, you know, how much information that you can show. And that's what they did back in 2018. Um, but now with this PGA Tour thing, I, I actually kind of laughed when it came out because having gone down this road before, it's it's a lot harder to actually implement something than than it seems. Mm. Um, and, you know, the PGA Tour is a little bit different. It's somewhat of a vacuum. I mean, you can make people wear pants Thursday through Sunday, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can force everyone in golf to, to wear pants. Right. Uh, so there's this... You know this this word that has been out bifurcation, and mm-hmm. you know what we found out through one of our sources uh, with the PGA Tour is that this announcement, this article that came out the day before the U.S. Open, was the PGA Tour's way of letting the USGA know that they will make their own rules. Mm-hmm. This has everything to do with the ball. Mm-hmm. and them, you know, not wanting to adhere to everything that the USGA wants to do. Uh, because at the end of the day, the the PGA Tour is an entertainment product. Mm-hmm. And Bryson DeChambeau hitting at 400 yards, they want to maintain that. No different than than the NBA or the NFL. I, I, I haven't done a ton of research, but I can't think of another sport where another organization makes up the rules for, You know, Mm -hmm. for the the NBA or the NFL, they make their own rules and they're going to protect that entertainment product as much as they can. They want guys hitting at 400. They want guys making birdies Mm -hmm. and they're going to keep doing that.
1: Yeah, there is that uh, entertainment element of it, certainly. Um, And it's definitely a weird dynamic between the rulemakers, the governing bodies and the tours. Uh, They're certainly separate in many ways. Um, To go back to the green reading book element, just briefly here, you know, I think it's interesting, too, because uh, one of the names that you point out, Bryson DeChambeau, is certainly receiving a lot of flack. And I know I've been pretty outspoken on social regarding my feelings about just what he brings to the game. Um, And it's almost a matter of, you know, well, and the reason I bring him up is because he's the name that a lot of people immediately think about when you think of green reading books. He's one of the guys that was getting a lot of heat because of slow play, where some of the accusations, you know, you're the, he's the guy that you're seeing with the green reading book on the greens in tournaments, but he's not the only one that uses one. Um, and so I guess one of the questions from your point of view is, you know, is this something that actually helps golfers to at that level? Because you'd have to think and correct me if I'm wrong, but you'd have to think that by that time at that level, they've got it figured out.
0: It definitely helps okay. because when you put in players, the best players in the world on greens that are very fast, or really any player that's competing at a high level, whether it's a junior event or a college event, knowing where the breaks are, knowing the slope of the green is extremely important, but that's really only where it begins. I mean, our book gives you the slope and it gives you, uh, a pretty good idea of the slope percentage. Um, but past that, there's so many other elements. Um, there's things like wind and there's grain and there is wind, there's moisture. Um, there's the speed of the greens. And so, I mean, you just mm-hmm. take those last two putts that John Rom had at, at Tory. a green reading book is not going to help you make those two putts. I mean, those mm-hmm. putts were giant breakers. They broke probably six feet on both of them. And, you know, that's all about feel and, you know, being in that moment of feeling, you know, this giant breaker. And, you know, you could have a, you know, all the green reading books you want in that situation. It's not going to help the best player in the world Mm -hmm. or any, because there's just so many more elements to making those putts.
1: And so part of the the element of the green reading book, if I understand correctly that and I've used them, I should I should be clear that I've I've tried them uh, many times um, and I'm, I'm uh, admittedly so so on them because one, I, I'm not at the level of those guys on TV by no means. But also it's a matter of you kind of learn to play the game in a certain way and perhaps it's just a learning curve, you know, getting used to a new tool, yeah. uh, which probably comes with a lot of things. But um, if I understand what you're saying correctly, it's a matter of, you know. This is additional information that's not taking feel out of the game, but more so it's just another element that people could use uh, yeah. to assist.
0: Yeah. What we tell players is to use these books when you're totally confused. Like if you go, I think this is going right, but I'm not really sure. That's a good time to use the book. But if if you look, if you're looking at a putt and you're like, I think this breaks six feet and I have a good feel for it. It's not a great time. You're probably going to hurt yourself. And so there's definitely players on tour that hurt themselves using green reading books. Um there's definitely players that buy our books that sometimes hurt themselves. So knowing how to use it is extremely important. No different than trackman or anything else out there. I mean if you start fiddling with things and you know, you start doing too much, you could you could hurt your game.
1: So in your opinion then, uh based on one of the scenarios you just mentioned, what would you say to someone who might have the opinion that for those tricky putts that you might not know which way it's breaking Mm. that might be providing an unfair advantage. Uh, Do you, do you hold a a stance on that?
0: I mean, they're kind of available to everyone. I mean, you can Mm. get them on our website and you know, so, I mean, I wouldn't take a green reading book out if I'm playing with my buddies. I mean, I'm definitely not going to do that, but if I'm playing for a few bucks or I'm playing in a U.S. amateur qualifier, or I'm playing in something, if it helps me a shot somewhere along the way, it's really no different than getting there three or four days in advance and going out and plotting all of, Hmm. you know, my strategy and drawing my own arrows. I mean, that's what people used to do. And I think that's where it's a little narrow minded where somebody like Rory says, you know, there's just going to be a lot more work on the front end. Well, that's great for the best players in the world that have a caddy that can show up on Sunday or Monday. And go out and spend 12 hours mapping a golf course, Sure, you know, the average player doesn't have that kind of time. And if you're playing in your, you know, your member guest, you don't have that kind of time. So, you know, this book, it definitely helps you.
1: Yeah. And and you mentioned, you mentioned bifurcation. And I think that's, uh, as I've voiced pretty, Often on this show, at least, and listeners are probably sick of me saying it so much, is that I'm in favor of it. You know, I think that we do play different games uh, from the pros anyway. And I think to your point, you know, if I'm going to go out one day a week, which is probably the majority of people that I know, I have the chance to go out and play one time a week. I want to go have as much fun as I can. And so maybe this is something that can help with that enjoyment. Um, One of the things you mentioned to me uh, over Twitter. Um, When we were talking about you coming on the show, you had mentioned that it might be difficult for the PGA Tour to actually, uh, and you had just mentioned it in your introduction today, it might be difficult to roll that out. Uh, Why do you feel that way? It just
0: becomes this slippery slope. And I, I, myself and uh, the guy that makes the books for the PGA Tour, Mark Long, um, a guy on the European Tour, Dion Stevens, I consider them sort of the Rembrandts and Picassos of yardage books. Um, they're sort of mentors of mine a little bit. And, uh, you know, we've, we've bounced these ideas around, like, how are they going to do this? And it's just not feasible um, to make some sort of rule. You can say no green reading books, but then, okay, well, my yardage book's pretty in-depth, So now can I put arrows in my yardage book? How many arrows can I put in? Can I put 17 arrows? Can I Mm -hmm. put 25 arrows? If the green's really small, 17 arrows is a lot. If the green's really big, 17 arrows isn't very much at all. Um, Can I only put the major slopes in? What's considered a major slope? How are you going to measure those major slopes? And then hole location sheets. What can I put on my hole location sheet? Can I draw Mm -hmm. my fall lines? Can I draw putt breaks? There's just a whole bunch of questions there that, you know, maybe they'll have an answer to, but it's just a very, very difficult thing to, to, to mandate.
1: Sure. No. And, and that's a good point because when we think about the caddies uh, yardage books, like you pointed out to the best of my knowledge, I don't think there's any regulations to limit what they can put in those books. I could be wrong there. And I'm sure someone listening to this could let me know. And perhaps you even know, but no, could, there's no regulations right now. Okay. Okay. So they can pretty much put whatever they want.
0: Yeah. The only thing that's regulated right now is the size of the greens. They can only be three eighths of an inch per five yards. It was a scaling rule that they created three years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just basically says the green can only be so big. Where it was a little bit confusing is if you have a green that's very big, let's say Trinity Forest. Those books are essentially the same as they were five years ago because those greens are so massive but then you take a place like Pebble Beach and the greens are tiny in the book. Hmm. And so it's like why is it okay at this course but it's not okay at this other course? It's it's just a it's very convoluted and it kind of goes to what you know, frankly people don't like about golf where there's too many hmm. rules and it's confusing and it, you know, this is just going to be another step in that direction of you know, I don't know why they are so hesitant to just enforce pace of play, I mean, if mm-hmm. you have forty seconds to hit a shot and you that's it, it really uh, curbs a lot of what you can do in a green reading book. I mean, if mm-hmm. you gave you know whatever the slowest players are on tour right now forty seconds to hit a shot, otherwise it's a penalty. I think it would add a lot of entertainment to the game in many ways,
1: you know perhaps you're right and and I do struggle with the pace of play argument that we've heard. Uh, Saying that green reading books take make people take longer um I've actually heard the counter argument where it could speed up play uh, do you do you have a stance on on that?
0: yeah, I think it's just it's like everything else. It depends on how a player uses it if mm. if they're sitting there looking at it on a two footer and then they go and they look they read it and then they look at their line and then they talk to their caddy I mean that's going to take a long time, but if you look at your book on your way up to the green. And you're just kind of getting a general idea of what it does. I would say that speeds up play. And the other thing is prior to green reading books, golf was slow. I mean, Mm -hmm. players on tour were slow prior to green reading books. So so the idea that this is somehow the cause of all of it is so far from the truth. I mean, the reality is, is these guys are playing for millions of dollars Mm -hmm. and every shot is important to them. And so they are taking their time. You know, I'm a big basketball fan and I like I was sitting there going, How is uh, is Giannis not being penalized for taking over ten seconds from the free throw line? It right. just didn't make sense to me. I mean, the Brooklyn crowd is is counting and it's like if a if a rule's a rule, it's no different than pace of play on the PGA tour. I just don't understand.
1: Yeah, there there is certainly a uh an aura of selective enforcement uh, for specific players. And it's not just golf, as you pointed out. I, I remember hearing the crowd counting uh, for Giannis as well. Um, So uh, just to kind of take a few steps back and we should have probably done this at the beginning, but for those who might not have seen a green reading book before, you know, what are some of the high level elements or qualities that one can expect looking at one like what's on a green reading book?
0: yeah it's uh it's it's got a heat map so it gives you an idea of the severity of slope it's got arrows that show you essentially gravity uh where a ball is going to be moving and so you plot where the whole location is and then you figure out where your ball is using various landmarks around the green whether it's sprinkler heads or bunkers or penalty areas and you look at the 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 line between those two points and if those arrows are pointing to the right then chances are your ball is going to go to the right so you know that's really what you're what you're looking at Um, you know certainly people can go to our website and see examples on there but um yeah i mean there's you're going to see all of the the stuff in the surrounds around the green so where balls will run off greens Um, and the majority of PGA tour players and players that use our books, use them predominantly from the fairway. Mm -hmm. And that's really what people don't understand is they're sitting there figuring out, okay, if I miss it right here, I'm putting uphill and it's pretty straight. That's really where they're using the books. I'd say 50% of the time. Mm
1: -hmm. So I don't,
0: I'm not sure how they're going to, 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 (laughs) to create a rule about that because it's nice to to be able to look and see, you know, get a visual of what the green is doing before you hit your approach shot.
1: Yeah, that, that's actually a really, really good point there, Andrew, because, you know, at this point, it's a matter of what are we asking officials to monitor? If we're going to say, you know, are, are we going to ask for someone to look over Colin Morikawa's shoulder to see what he's looking at? Just picking a name out at random there. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that is a really good point. It's not like people are just studying these greens, uh, these books while they're on the green only. Um, the other thing that I think should, we should clarify is that it's while there's information like you just described in these books, it's not just, it's not a cheat sheet, so to speak. It's not telling you where to hit the putt. It actually takes some skill to interpret one of these books. Would you agree?
0: Yeah. And there's, and frankly, we can't show enough in the book to give anyone An exact read. And I think that that's where there's a big misunderstanding of what people are looking at and what tour players are looking at. It is not telling them, hey, you need to play this one cup out to the right. That does not exist. It could never exist because there's just so many other elements to making a putt that people don't get. And really, you know, if the wind's blowing 30 miles an hour, you can take green reading books and basically only use them for approach shots because what the wind is doing is extremely important on fast greens. And so, you know, they, those guys are experts at taking all of these facts and computing it into, I need to play this putt right here. I need to roll Mm -hmm. it right over this spot or this is right edge putt. I mean, they are taking all that information in to, to create uh, a picture in their mind of what they want to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so it does it does take some learning. It's another skill set in and of itself and certainly a lot of interpretation uh, to kind of look at the landmarks as you described around and even my own experience. It's not the easiest thing in the world to use, but it's something that does give you a little bit more information that perhaps you might not otherwise have had. Um, I think it's it's the first,
0: especially if it's the first time you're playing a course or you've played one practice round and then you're you know just to have an idea of what a green is doing is is a massive advantage
1: yeah yeah i would agree with that now i think it's fair to address the elephant in the room here i mean we're having this conversation and you yourself are a co-founder of a company that produces green reading books so yes. i mean i think it's important to at least point out that you probably are a little biased in your stance here but as a as a golf fan first i would imagine how do you think that these particular uh products impact the game
0: i mean i cringe when i see players looking at him excessively on tv it's not great it's not i don't think it's a great look because well first of all i know what's going to happen on social media it'll just whenever so whenever they show bryson a lot or jb holmes my my twitter and my instagram always just light up with comments so i'm like oh bryson must be on must be doing well because (laughs) right (laughs) It's going crazy. So, you know, it's you look at the history of the game and the traditionalists will say that's not how Jack did it. But, I mean, you can go on and on with comparisons of technology and just different elements of the game that have changed over time Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and how it's improved the game and how it brings more players to the game. And so, you know, I think this is something that's not going away. That's why I'm not really worried at all Um, because we make a yardage book also. So, I mean, we're going to be fine making, you know, whatever version is allowed. Um, But, you know, the USGA tried and they, they, they couldn't change much. Um, The PGA tour might be able to do something. I'm not confident that they will. Um, So I don't think green reading books are going away anytime soon. And, you know, I know yardage books, they're, they're part of the fabric of the game, so they're mm-hmm. not going away either. So right. from a business standpoint, uh, we feel pretty comfortable about where we're at and, uh, and what we're going to do moving forward. So, you know, if something changes, we'll just change our book to adapt to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My, my personal take on it is, um, I think, I think you're right. I, I don't think that the tour is going to be, have any easy job uh, for the points that you outlined, if they were to try to Im- implement this, but if they did, I I would really think it's only reserved for certain tournaments, uh, like they've done in the in recent weeks. Um, but I don't think anything widespread. But the other side of it too is I'm I'm becoming a big fan of the you know what let's just have fun in the game, and mm, you know. Uh, certainly, I've been outspoken on a number of different topics regarding distance and the ball and all sorts of other different things. But in this element, it's just a matter of you're getting more information. You still have to go out there and execute the shot. You know, it does, it's not hitting golf, the putt for you.
0: Golf is still really, really hard.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah i've i've definitely have uh heard uh felt that this year for sure uh but yeah and to your point though you know uh putt view books uh you know here again on the website puttviewbooks.com you go out there you've got the book is the name of the product and it's a a, a fantastic looking yardage book and green reading book that's got the heat maps it's got the arrows it's got everything you could possibly need to make your experience on the golf course that much more enjoyable
0: yeah, no. Our, we feel our book is very reasonably priced, and we have uh, people that are draw. We have a whole team of people that that help us draw, and they're all very experienced uh, with high level tournament golf. So, I mean, we've got former college coaches, current college coaches. We've got former, uh, you know, uh, professionals. We've got former caddies. So, we've got a whole team of people that are drawing these books, and they look at the book as if. You know, this is for a tournament because that's the majority of the people that are buying our books, whether it's juniors or college players or, you know, mini tour players or, Mm -hmm. you know, all the way up to, to very high level players.
1: And if you go on there and I'm I'm reading the website right now, it's very well put together, by the way. I love websites. So you, you can find everything very easily. <laughs> uh, it looks like you've got over 30,000 courses worldwide. You can just type in the little search box here and you can see if your course is available. Um, I assume that you add new courses pretty regularly.
0: All the time. So we are we are drawing and drawing as much as we can all day, every day.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm an affiliate. Oh, you've even got. All four of the Cog Hill courses, which is where I play most of my golf. So I'll have to uh, pick those up. Uh, Very, very well put together, it looks like. And to kind of bring it back to the to the original topic that we were discussing, you know, uh, you had shared an, an interesting anecdote with me before we got going here that when the announcement actually was made, how did that impact your sales?
0: They went through the roof.
1: Isn't not that weird? <laughs>
0: in fact, in fact, we uh, we were hoping that they could do something every day. So. <laughs> Say it again. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> can we can we get Rory out every day? And talk
1: about this? <laughs> it's just the cur- curiosity, I think, of players that want to know what all the talk is about. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to compare it to a piece of equipment uh, like uh, like an arm length putt or a uh, anchor. You know, uh, where you. Uh, I can't talk right now, but you know what I mean? Arm lock putter.
0: uh, Uh, Let's not even talk about that.
1: Right, right. Well, and then there's other things where it's a matter of where do you draw that line? Because if they're going to, because I know there's talk about perhaps outlawing arm lock putters um, along the lines, but people continue to do it. Um, I've tried it. It's not bad. I mean, it's not for me, but uh, it's something that I think a lot of people um, do enjoy the game a little bit more in in this way where they can use this piece of equipment. It helps them out on the course and they're for the whole sole purpose of just having more fun.
0: It's like a, it's like belly putters. I mean, I tried a belly right. putter when those were big. Uh, I think it was Stuart sink or Adam Scott. When he won, I was like, oh, I got to get belly putter and I couldn't make anything. I mean, it was, it was the worst. And you know, then they outlawed, and I'm like, well, if it was so good, why wasn't everyone using one? Yeah. And, you know, I, I put our books somewhat in that category because I certainly think there's players like Dustin Johnson that should not be using a Greens book. I mean, mm-hmm. he does horribly when he uses a Greens book. Um, if anything, he should, I mean, he's got a, a famous story. I think, I believe it was at the Ryder Cup where he misses a putt by 10 feet and he had had his book upside down. He was looking <laughs> at it upside down and right. You know, so there's there's definitely situations like that, that you know, if anything, it should be filtered through his caddy uh, to him. But I just think he's a he's more of a feel putter, and he should just go with that. And then there's there's other guys like Bryson who are super mm-hmm. analytical, and it works for him. So, you know, how you use the book is extremely important. Um, just like how you use an arm lock putter. I mean, there's a lot that goes into. I mean, you've got to be fit for one of those things and you have to know exactly what you're doing. Otherwise, it's going to
1: be pretty bad. Yeah, that story about DJ is kind of like the most Dustin Johnson thing ever. (laughs) Oh, the Uh, book book was upside down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, at any rate, uh, Andrew, I really appreciate you coming on. Once again, folks, it's Andrew Treadway. He's the co-founder of uh, PuttViewBooks.com. Go out there and take a look. I mean, see what all the buzz is about. You, You saw and you heard here that a lot of people went and did that as soon as the announcement came out. Uh, we're still waiting to see how this whole thing plays out. But in the meantime, Andrew, I hope that things continue to go well for you. Uh, and I'll definitely be looking at uh, some of my n- nearby courses to uh, take advantage of that. So Thanks. I appreciate maybe, you coming on.
0: Maybe next time we can talk about aliens.
1: <laughs> Let's do. Hey, I'm in. I am totally in. I will. <laughs> 45 minutes. We will do it. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate you coming okay. on. Sounds good.